Welcome, friends, to Golf is a Four-Letter Word. Approaching the tee box now, your host, Craig Dufton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Um, welcome the lovely J9 back with Good us this week. Good morning to you all. Thank you. And uh, via Zoom, if you guys can see that on our Facebook Live, we have uh, Nick Antonelli, who is our current teacher, and he's a PGA pro, and he is going to say hello right now. So hello, Nick. Thank you for being, being here and joining us. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We're going to have Nick here um, as often as he wants to come, but it's probably going to be about what, once a month or so. We're going to do some some stuff together, and you're going to... I like that. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Nick, and then you know what, what they can expect over the next few months? Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from North Andover, Mass. Uh, played high school golf at, at North Andover High. Um, I currently live in Atkinson, New Hampshire. I teach at Atkinson Country Club. We have a golf academy there, Willow Creek Golf Academy. It's at the uh, far end of the driving range. Great spot. Um, I've been there since 2015. Um, I balance my time between teaching and competing. The last couple of years have been at home more, teaching more. Uh, I have a family now, but still like to maintain a, a competitive schedule. Um, played on a couple different mini tours and Played up in Canada for a summer in 2012 on the Canadian tour. Um, so been around a little bit, but kind of split my time between family and golf. So how many like how many else. how many tournaments have you played this year? I mean, with the COVID and everything like that, how did that? Yeah, this this year's been tough. I mean, fortunately, there's a there's an organization around here, uh, but it, it's 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 been a blessing for for us. Um, the U.S. Challenge Cup, which is primarily junior golf, but they, he also runs. Uh, Dave Adamonis is the, is the, uh, he runs that he, he runs some college stuff and some, some girl stuff. And he also runs some, some professional stuff as well. So, I mean, I've had probably three events with him, um, fields of anywhere from like 25 to 70 pros. So not huge tournaments, but good tournaments. And the, the strength of the field has been very good. Um, uh, and I played one other, I played a, uh, pre-qualifier for the travelers championship down in Connecticut. I do that every year. It's been like four or five events. I mean, usually I do like 10 or 12, so pretty much sliced in half. Nice. But everyone's, everyone's struggling right now. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, except for recreational golf. Recreational golf's in awesome shape. It's been it's been pretty solid everywhere that we go. It's so pretty busy, much yeah. packed every week that so we go busy. to a different golf course. And that's, that's great because they lost, what, three months there easily and yeah. before everything yeah, opened two, up. Yeah, two, and, three months, yeah. So that's good. It's it's going to be great to have you here. Um, we love we love getting taught by you. We you know we're going to work wonders with Janine Swing, and we're going to get her back. <laughs> we're going to get her back. And um, also, I forgot to I forgot to mention our. We'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I forgot to mention Ben's here. As always, he's he's our rock. He's our sure producer. Who's making magic this morning, trying to get the Zoom working. So thank You're you. You're way 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 too kind. I am, but it's okay. I do. You you are very much worth it. Appreciated so. nonetheless. So I just wanted to share with you all this week we were with Trace and Tracy and Nate and as you can see Nate's not with us this week unfortunately. We miss him. We miss you. We miss you Tracy and we had a blast at Merrimack Valley Golf Course. Now Nick and I were talking before uh, the podcast started. Nick hasn't played there since they made the changes. They went from a sev- par 72 to a par 70. They added about I don't know a couple of hundred houses all the way around it. It's pretty or not maybe not a couple hundred but it's pretty cool now how they laid it out in, with houses and, you know, getting that balance of keeping, keeping the golf course really pristine and beautiful because this was a Don Ross course, Nick. And, you know, yeah, those, those little posts, yeah, I the postage stamp greens. Hole hole, and 
I remember it. Well, what happened, right? They took the the first hole, it was par five, the second hole is par four, then they did that they did that there was a used to be a, a long par four and then there was a par three, which was the I believe the fifth hole. And they really? got rid of those they got rid of the fifth hole, the eighth hole, and the ninth hole. And they made a par four with two par threes coming back. Mm-hmm. Like they did one par four out and then two par threes coming back on the front nine. And on the back nine, they basically just shortened or they just shortened uh one of the par fours along the pond street road and they yeah. made that into a par three. And that's yeah. where you get the that's where you get the seventy from. So they took a couple strokes off the course and they added, I yeah. think there's instead of the normal four par fours, there's six par fours. But mm-hmm. you know, it's still it's still fifty six hundred from the from the blues, which we played. And then uh it's like six thousand if you step back from the gold. So it's you know, it's not a it's not a long golf course by any stretch, but it was fun. Yeah. You know, it's still got that target golf feel to it. You know, yeah. with the the tiny greens that Don Ross. You know, I, I, I mean, I, if people don't know who Don Ross is, he was a a golf course architect that he worked with uh, the guy from St Andrews. There, what's his name? Tommy, whatever it was, right? The original architect of St Andrews or re-architect of St Andrews old, in the 18- old Tom Moore. Yeah, old Tom Moore. Yep. And uh, in 1906, they designed Merrimack Golf Course. So this golf course has been here in the wow. in the valley for uh, 114 years. And in 2008, That's awesome. they redesigned it with the Army Corps of Engineers because they were having such drainage issues with, of course, being a, probably the, one of the lowest points in the Merrimack Valley. You have, yeah, you have of lots water of water right there. there, too. And you have, you have World's End Pond there, right? Right there when we were kids. Yep. We used to – I lived there. I lived in Homestead Acres right next door to Merrimack Valley Golf Course and grew up there. My dad was a member there for, for many years. And I played it, a, I, I don't even know, 100 times. That's great. And we used to watch the, and Nick would appreciate this. It was the, what was the Eagle Tribune? They used to have the, the Allen Rogers, Rogers, the Rogers tournament, the Rogers, you know, yeah. and we used to go to the Rogers tournament every year. And they had like a, it was like a local tournament that you would go. They had four or five different golf courses that would host it. Atkinson even hosted it one year. I remember when they first started yeah. and they had like one of their holes, the green was so fast that they had to like do something about it. people are like six putting on this, on this green. It yeah. was so lightning fast. But it was a cool tournament for local for local amateurs, and you know it was a highlight of going to Merrimack because they could go low in Merrimack. It was pretty; it's a pretty good course to get good scores on. So yeah, I've always loved Merrimack. Yeah, life. I have. It's a it's a you know it's a legendary golf course in in the Merrimack Valley. It, you know, and I I at first I wasn't happy with the changes that they did, but you know what? They didn't really they didn't really ruin anything. No, for I, me, I mean, they, they made two challenging par threes. They made this cool par three that you got to hit over this marsh. And anytime you have like these blowing things in front of you as a, as an amateur golfer, you know, you're like sitting there going, okay, don't get it. Don't hit it in here. Don't hit it in here. <laughs> and which is the, as Nick will tell you is the worst well, Tracy swing thought have, you can possibly have. Tracy but. was amazing yesterday. Yep. And that's right. We have to highlight our friend Tracy. She part, we had a par five, the 10, 11, 12th hole par five. Tracy gets her first birdie, and unfortunately, Janine and I didn't get to see it because we were stuck in our dead electric cart <laughs> that had died as we were trying to approach the green to go play going, our put, balls put, out. Put, 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 it put. went and just stopped on us, so we had to call the pro shop, <laughs> and they brought us out another cart. The guy's like, what's wrong with it? I said, you'll see. Don't worry. And, we, and they were driving away, and the other guy had to come up behind him and push it up the hill so they, they could go they away. They gave us a boost. The guy's like, yeah, we lease these things, and after five years, it, they make it like four and a half years. <laughs> I said, well, maybe you should get a four-year lease next year. Nate helped us, boom, remember? <laughs> yeah, he smashed into us. My neck's still hurting on that one. <laughs> but overall, we had a great time. 
Um, I, I want to save a lot of time for Nick, so I, I just want to let everybody know that Merrimack is and still is a, a jewel. It's a gem. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of people play it. We only played, it was four and a half hours for a Friday afternoon. Really not bad at all. We were not We were even waiting, and we still played in four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. So that that's pretty impressive at how fast. And the food was amazing. Yeah. And we had dinner at the Sand all Trap, appropriately named the Sand Trap Bar and Grill afterwards. Because there's plenty of a nice spot there. I, I haven't played the new course, but I, I have been over. Um, I actually went to a, a, a service uh, there a couple months back, and they did a really nice job. The restaurant's really nice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was that. There's some pictures rolling below us of of the view of when we were sitting outside having drinks and, and oh, yeah. dinner afterwards, man. And it was, you know, uh, one of my favorite. If you don't golf, so just even go there to eat yep. because the food was fantastic. Um, I Everybody had, was nice. I had haddock, and we had this great tuna uh, appetizer, is tuna ponzu, I think it's called, and, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good. You know, the the waitresses were very friendly. Everyone was very accommodating. Got to wear your masks. Remember, make sure you bring your mask. You're you're in Massachusetts, and um, I mean the, the staff, the starters, the rangers, everyone. I mean, was just. As friendly, the Cater family was so accommodating for us. They gave us a tea time seven days ahead of time. George was was great, and his son George Jr. is running the restaurant now. And uh, they've they've made some changes there. So if you haven't been there to eat in a while, definitely go check it out again. And the grounds were beautiful yeah, too. Yeah, everything All was the, the flowers. flowers and the ponds. And Janine the likes to turtles. take pictures, so I she's in charge of pictures I now. Love plants and, and flowers, and it was beautiful. Yeah, the grass is a little dry, but that's to be expected. But, yeah, everywhere is but pretty it was dry. Gorgeous, I loved it. Really pretty. But Nick, we'll have to get you back out there and see what you can do. That's a pretty cool spot. And know. Mary, yeah, yeah. So otherwise, let's go back to Nick Antonelli, our friend here, who's going to help us out. I'd rather make... talk about dead golf carts than me, to be honest. Oh my god, <laughs> so 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 funny, bud. I haven't had that happen to me in a long time, it, and you know, I don't think it's been. A, I think the last time we were in Florida at Orange Lake. And, and you know, like you're at Orange Lake Country Club in, in uh, Kissimmee, Florida. We'll have to play. And you're back. like, okay, getting stuck out here with alligators and giant snakes is, is a little different than being in Methuen. <laughs> it's in the middle of the yeah. yeah. We're going to play there Truck and talk down. about it. Yeah. yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere, and we, my poor friend Pete and I, we got stuck in our in our cart. And I'm like, oh, let's, we got to look up the phone number. <laughs> and, and getting through to Orange Lake, it's like this huge resort that you stay Beautiful. at. There's four golf courses there. They have, oh, night, they have night golf. And, you know, it's like getting through the, the, the board to get somebody into the, in the pro shop. You're like, oh, press it. I'm going to press this. I'm going to press that. I'm going to press that. And you could have walked in by that. Yeah, I, I really could have. I could have just gone and gotten another one. So I'll ask, I'll talk about Nick. Huh? I had a great lesson with you, but I Thank definitely you. need another. <laughs> I know how to All hold right. the club now properly, but that's good. Lesson number two, I think should be coming up. I, I agree. I agree. You do. You're doing great. Have you guys back? She's had a couple of good drives. Once she relaxes and she stops thinking, like like all of us, though, Nick. I mean, I think that's the. You know, we'll talk about that on another show. The worst common mistakes that amateurs make, and I'm sure that you see that over and over again. There's a you know a plethora of things that we all do, and I think one of them might be thinking too much when we're standing over the ball. So, you know, because you're trying to go through all your questions coming in for him. Not yet, Uh but. We will welcome any of those while yeah. we're here live with Nick. So, Nick, let's talk about what you're going to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, th- I thought, you know, maybe that'll help your, um, you know, or be in stride with your online engagement. Um, I thought we'd do. we talk about some general stuff today. Yep. But the next three times I'm on, um, dedicate some time to talking about driving, wedge play, and putting. 
Um, and with wedge play, you can kind of throw in some short iron play, call it eight, nine iron through the wedges, scoring clubs. Yes. Um, yeah. Scoring. To is me, a- those are the top three areas of the game. Um, not to completely throw out mid iron play, long iron play, hybrid play, but to me, how, how well you drive the ball, how well you wedge the ball, and how well you putt the ball, those top three things have the greatest awesome. influence on your score. So I, th- I thought, you know, maybe, you know, the week leading up to me coming back on, you know, maybe you can open up your online online polls or online discussions sure. towards, you know, the next time I'm on, I'll, I'll let you guys pick, but I'll, I'll just assume I'll, I'll, I'll talk about driving the ball next time. Oh, I think um, it's very, there's all three of those aspects, obviously, you know, like our our friend Tracy said it the best. If I just took out all of my bad shots, <laughs> I would be such a good golfer. And I'm like, that's just so true. I mean, Trace that that should be our quote. Candidate. It should be our quote of the week. Great. But yeah, it's true. You know, when you when you eliminate and eliminate the mistakes, you know, uh, I think for, I love when for, she says that. It's so funny. But everyone's. <laughs> it's important to get off the tee. Obviously, you know, you want to you want to have that important drive that sets you up for that scoring shot. You know, it's or the that. most important club in the bag. Yeah. You know, so, what do you want to say about anything today or the drive? Well, yeah, I, I'll keep. Yeah, I mean, we can talk. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, but just just the outlook on the driver, right? Like mm-hmm. before we even get into technique, it sets up your par. I mean, if you if you're playing a if I go and play a a, a six thousand yard golf course, right? And let's say I'm somebody that drives it three hundred yards, well. You throw out the par threes, you got 14 tee shots. If you hit 14 shots at 300 yards, and now you're left with 100-yard shots, 80-yard shots, 60-yard shots, whatever those yardages are, you've created a new par based on where you leave your tee ball. If I hit the ball 200 yards, like my it. expected score from 180 yards out is different than somebody else's score from 80 yards out. Right. That distance to the hole Distance is very important. Now, if, if you don't have distance, you obviously want to play the right set of tees. But how well you drive the ball really sets up how how low you can go, um, you know, for, for better players. For, for beginners or people that don't hit the ball far, you probably don't have as much to gain with the tee shots, but you have just as much to lose. So if you get up on a hole and there's that pond in front of the tee and you top a shot in the pond, well, that just costs you a shot. I so think I did that you yesterday. need to avoid. I have no to idea what you're talking about, Nick. Never done that Plunk. before in my life. Yeah, no, we've all done that. I saw a splash. Me, you know, so. if, if you're someone that shoots, you know, 85 to 100 and up, you know, your biggest, everyone's got to get the ball in play. But for you, it's even more incentive to keep the ball in front of you, you know, mm-hmm. not take penalty shots. Give yourself a swing on the next shot, you know. And if you're trying to be someone that can either shoot par or break 80, you got to create some some offensive scenarios with the driver where now you leave yourself with those shorter, you know, shorter clubs. Mm-hmm. If you're getting up on a hole and you have to hit a hybrid, you know, now you're going to have a longer second shot. Now that might be the play on a really, really tough driving hole. And there, every course has those one, two or three, like really tight holes where yep. you're better off taking, you know, the less club. But if you're constantly doing that throughout the round, you know, you just, you're just making the game harder on yourself. If you can't create those, scoring opportunities after good tee shots. I just so, have to figure out how far I can drive with each club. I like heard the, um, what I club heard should great, I use? It's so very frustrating. This, oh, sorry, Jane. I, I okay. cut you off. My, my bad. Um, one of the assistants at Atkinson said something like a couple of years ago. I thought it was awesome. And I, I think this is what it was. It was um, you take how far you hit your five iron and you multiply it by 25. And that's the yardage of the course you should, you should be playing. I do pretty good and with I my 5F. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she likes her five. Them. She likes her five hybrid. So, five, okay, so yeah. five hybrid. Yeah, yeah. multiply it by twenty-five. How far you hit them? That's that's how far of a golf course you should play. I think, mm-hmm. I think playing the right set of tees is a driving lesson in itself. Because sure. if you're not hitting greens in regulation, you know, getting on in two or at least around the green in two on fours. If you can't reach any of the par threes with one shot, if you're always hitting driver on par threes, uh, you know, it's probably a sign that you're playing the wrong set of tees and that's going to make the game harder than it has to be. Yeah. And, awesome. and especially for beginners where, you know, you, you, there's nothing wrong with going to the junior tees if you're a, if you're a new player and, you know, no, taking that not. into consideration so that you can just get, get the feel of, of a golf course and the, and the tempo Absolutely. and the timing, you know, and it, like we talked about a million times, yeah, that we people have. Oh, you got a question? All right, cool. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's a Ben comment. We'll, oh, it's a Ben comment. Keep going. <laughs> but no, I mean the tempo, just keeping up and and learning the game. We we're going to talk about that in an, in a cup in an episode coming up about how the etiquette of playing, you know, and playing quickly and not quickly, but getting you know playing ready golf and just you know being mentally prepared, being physically prepared, having all yeah, your you all your ready. ducks in a row. It really helps, you know, and it gets you into the flow of the game. And when you flow, you know, at the, there are times where people just like not talking to you anymore because you realize that you're you're playing well, or you know, you have those you have those moments. And for me, I play like three or four holes, then I lose focus, and I got to get my focus back. So that's one of my biggest issues is, you know, like at Hidden Creek last week, I I came up par, par birdie, then triple bogey. I'm like, okay. How does this happen? You know, it's these are things where you just lose focus, or you you just gotta you gotta stay in your mental game, and we can talk about that over the over the next few months too, and just helping people with all the different issues that they have. Nick, I mean, they're yeah, you know, golf is a it's a frustrating game for people, and you they watch they watch pros play, and they think they can go out there and just absolutely just it looks really you know, easy, they absolutely just stroke yeah. a three wood from two hundred and fifty yards and and be putting for eagle every time, which would be great right. if everybody could do that, but. You know, yeah. there's time where you should probably take a seven iron out and then get your 80 yard wedge shot. Like you're talking about right. that, you know, right. you, you know, you need to know what clubs you can score with too. If you don't feel comfortable sitting over a three wood, like I didn't before I'm, I, I met with you, like the other day I striped my three wood. I hit, I hit a lousy tee shot, but I made up for it with a 225 yard, 230 yard three wood, you know? So yeah. it helps. It helps knowing what clubs you're comfortable with too, when you're yes. out there playing. Oh yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So, what was your comment, Ben? Cracky? No, cracky McCracken. Being an ass. <laughs> oh no, I, I was just it was trying good. to make you laugh in the comment oh, section. It's I, not worth sharing on the show because it's so epically dumb. It, it is. <laughs> Let me see. All right. We'll see now. Is the sandwich as delicious as it sounds? Yes, it is. <laughs> I told you it was really dumb. It was just to make no. you smirk while you're doing the show. <laughs> no, I think it's important. To know that the sandwich is delicious. When you when you hit a beautiful sandwich shot, it is absolutely delicious. And we when saw the egg very tasty. Yesterday. Yes, very tasty. Yep, getting up and down and getting us getting a sandy as they call it in in golf, where you uh, where you get the ball out of there and you still make par. That's always a wasn't there an egg yesterday? We're watching fried egg golf. lie. Yeah, like, uh, Nick, explain fried that the fried like, the fried yeah, egg okay, lie is a that? fun. That's a well, fun. And I was just, I was just going to speak up, Craig. So a fried egg lie is when a ball. You get typically it's in soft sand. The ball comes in steep enough where the ball doesn't bounce and it just kind of embeds in its indentation. It looks like a meteor hit. It literally, <laughs> yeah, it literally looks like kind of an inverted fried egg, yep. right? Um, and it's hard, like 
pros hate it because from that lie, you can't generate any spin. Um, you're going to take a lot of sand. The ball's going to come out runny. No, no pun intended with a runny <laughs> fried egg. Um, everybody, so everybody loves runny fried eggs. Side, you don't have a lot of green to work with. You're not going to be able to land it, stop it, spin so it off. So it's not easy. No. Oh no, that's it's the sand shots are hard enough, but the fried egg lie, especially if it, you know, if you've got an inclined one too or a declined one, you know, depending on how high it came in. But typically, they it'll happen in like in an area of the of the, of the bunker where it's kind of flat. Or maybe a slight incline because it just poof and hits. And it's like you said, it's got to be soft. You don't really get that around here in New Hampshire golf courses too much, but it does happen. Atkinson's got Atkinson's mm-hmm. got fluffy, got fluffy. Uh, what are those things called? Beaches? Bunkers. We yeah. call them beaches. Beaches. Yeah, Janine calls them the beaches. But I think this is going to be an exciting thing for us over the next couple of months. I really do. I'm really happy that you're here with us, Nick. Me too. And, uh, I want to make a point about wedge play, if, if you don't mind. Please, so make, kinda, as, make as many points as you like. Um, that'll be the my next, after we'll do drive, we'll do some wedge play. So, Craig, okay. you played, let's say in your last three rounds of golf, how many bunker shots have you had to hit? Uh, at least a half a dozen. All right. So, out of those six, how many times did you get up and down? Once. All right, so there's yeah, there's five five shots, and out of those six, how many times did you take more than three shots to get in the hole? Uh, do I have to admit that, Nick? <laughs> I don't so know. remember right. every probably hole at least at least half of them. Yeah, gotcha. and so I mean I, that's I, that's I that's the thing to me. That's what makes the difference between me. Like if I play bogey par golf, Nick, I'm very happy. That's my goal is to play bogey par. You know, and 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 throwing an occasional birdie, I would be really really happy with that. And it's mm-hmm. just that that's the thing that we. When you talk about wedge play, I'm going to be listening with the the most intent. <laughs> well, it's so important. So yeah. if I've if I've hit, let's say my last ten bunker shots, I've probably when when those ten scenarios, I've I've taken twenty one shots. Wow. So and I don't even know if it's ten. It might be nine or it might be eleven. But my point is, my last three rounds of golf, I've only not gotten up and down out of the bunker once. Wow. So I might have only had six shots or, or seven bunker shots. Awesome. But I've gotten on the green and in the hole every time except for once. And the one time I didn't, I made the next shot. So it was a three. Right. So my point and that, is and that's awesome. important. you and I hit a seven iron on a par three and I hit a good seven iron shot 10 to 30 feet with a seven iron. If you hit a good seven iron shot, it's also going to be probably 10 to 30 feet. So the separating between a, a really good player and an okay player with a mid iron isn't really a huge difference. Now you might hit one of those shots in a lake that I don't, you might create a really bad opportunity with, you know, if we played that par three, 10 times, you're going to have one or two swings that cost you a lot where I might not have any of those. Right. And I'm not making birdies with seven irons. Nobody does, you know? Um, so that's why wedge play carries a little bit more weight than those mid irons and long second shots, because even, even great players, they don't get up and down with three wood. You're not getting up and down with five iron. You're right. Just trying to get it on or around the green and, and set yourself up. And that's wet. important for the grinding part of golf too. You know, where you, that, the, that part you're talking about where you don't hit, you don't get that, that green in regulation, the GIR, or you, you know, you miss, you miss that second shot for, to get it on for Eagle. You know, it's that you can still hold out for an Eagle. You know what I mean with a right. with a wedge, or you can still hold out right. for a birdie with a wedge anytime. So I think your at your attitude is the attitude that a lot of a lot of amateurs should have is that listen, I'm get I'm going in, I'm getting this up and down. You know, this is two shots for me. We need to 
And I try to do that as much as possible too. Yesterday or Friday at, at Merrimack, I had a I had four iron. I was like 195 yards away. I pushed it to the right. It's a par five. It was my third shot going into it because I had I had I just pushed my drive off to the right a little bit. So I had to, I just took a small seven iron, went in between Watch just to give here. myself a good approach shot. Wind was in our face. I got up and down with my wedge. I didn't even realize it. I, I had hit such a good shot because I was just trying to play it out there. And it and it rolled right back to the pin, and I made the seven footer for for par, you know. And that's, it, that's shot that of the hole, great. right there. Right, it was my shot of the day because I walked up and I'm yeah. here. I am. I'm going down there with my wedge, thinking, "Where's my ball?" Mm-hmm. And I realized that I'd put it up onto the top of the ridge where I wanted to put it where I wanted to put it. But I thought I didn't think, realize it was going to roll that far back down to the hole. It was beautiful. So that's I'm awesome. very happy with it. Was. it. Cool. That's great. All right, Nick. We have to ask you about the third. Let's talk about the third aspect of it: putting. And then we can uh, see if anybody else has any questions before we take off. Cool. Yeah. Um, no more you know, strokes are made with a, a club than your putter. Correct. I mean, they're yeah. You know, it's, right? and I'm, listen, putting's in my top three, but yep. I think it's it's overrated for the wrong reasons and underrated. Like like the drive for show, putt for dough thing. Like I think driver's a way more important club than the putter. And again, if if you could have a, a scratch golfer hit tee shots for you or hit putts for you which one you would have him or her hit oh tee shots all day long 100 yeah. percent. so you can gain more strokes off the tee you can lose more strokes off the tee um you know with that being said the the attributes of putting and remember it's important it's in my top three um three putt avoidance and short putting and you know not that they don't matter but putts between 10 12 feet and 20, 25 feet, the, the putts that make the highlight reel when somebody wins a golf tournament, they make a few more of those in the rest of the field. Yep. I don't want to say that it's luck driven because it's not. You got to hit good putts for putts to have a chance to go in. But the reality is you can hit a lot of great putts that don't fall based on imperfections in the green, spike marks, lip outs. There's a lot of things that go into making putts of length. Non repair putts when you're out. <laughs> Sorry, I said non-repaired ball marks too that you didn't non-repaired see. Non-repaired ball marks, yeah. absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you when you're outside of thirty feet and you can get down in two, you've literally gained a shot. I played a tournament last week and I hit a I hit a bad wedge. I spun it was a back pin on a shelf and I spun my sandwich off. I had eighty feet coming back up the hill, and I hit my lag putt to three feet and knocked it in. So that's that's as good as a birdie based on my leave because. Sure. More people are going to three putt that than they're going to two putt that. Yep. Um, and no offense at your level, more people are probably going to four putt it than two putt it. Nope. <laughs> right. No, no so taken. Trust me. There's those, nothing more frustrating. Maybe not your level, that. but you know, higher handicap. Someone that's shooting ninety or hundred, you know, is, is probably going to three and four putt that a lot. Um, Question. So if you can avoid three putts, you know, that's that's huge. So and that's a little bit of a nod to your approach play as well. You know, if you can hit your scoring club inside of 20 feet the best way to get good at putting is to get better at hitting the ball closer to the hole that's what ben hogan did remember he said he wasn't a very good putter so he just focused on getting it closer to the hole yeah absolutely (laughs) because he was he was terrible putter and he admitted it but he's like listen if i have a seven or eight footer he goes i'm gonna make that all the time you know so i'm just gonna focus on getting that seven or eight footer in it and having that what do you think the most common mistake though and we'll talk about it more when we talk about putting but what do you think the most common mistake is for reading a green for an amateur and um you know there's a lot of things that that go into reading a green obviously the the type of green you know what type of grass you have what time of day it is i mean there's all sorts of things that go on right but what's the most common 
mistake that you see people just not having that routine or well what i noticed like and that was kind of going into my next point i was going to talk about short putting and how important it is and you know it doesn't short puttings like free throws in basketball or extra points in football like it it doesn't receive all the all the glamour points but (laughs) when you're inside of eight feet you know six feet like that's where you want to you know that's when you're taking it to the taking it to the hole you know that's that's where you got to finish you know and and you don't have to be you know, world-class and speed or talent or athleticism to make four and five, six footers. But when I play with students or players that I'll see people three putt from six feet and like, Oh my gosh, like that's two shots gone. They'll yeah. do that twice around. That's the difference in 92 and 88 or 104 and a hundred, you know, sure. just really sloppy around the hole. And in regards to green reading is they just, you know, and they might be really good at reading greens. Like they can lag a 20 footer to a couple feet. But then they get inside of four feet and they just they stop reading or even two footers like and I'll see it in in club tournaments like when I used to I, I used to caddy a little bit so the greens would get really really fast and people are hitting these two footers just trying to hit them firm and straight like you have to respect break when you're around the hole like yep. the other one that gets me you know when people you know you know inside of five feet just take that aim and hit it firm like no <laughs> not at all like yeah. you gotta you gotta you got to play break. You know, sometimes if, if you have like an uphill slow putt, you can, but you know, if it's a side hill putt, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at a five footer, just like you're looking at, you know, a 30 footer, sure. you know, you, where you want the ball to come in from, how hard you got to hit it, you know, how much break there is. You got to give the short putts as much credit as the long ones. I don't think most people, most people don't do that. I, I would hundred percent agree. You know, you see that all the time where people just three jerk it from eight feet wow. and you're like, Oh God, you know, that is just so frustrating. And so. if they do put any energy in it, they're just picking on themselves and right. basically just talking to themselves in a poor putting, you know, talking, you know, just bad attitude and beating themselves up too much when they do miss one, you know, it's just negative, <laughs> negative energy. Yep. Mm-hmm. We might've had a little bit of that at Merrimack on Friday. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it you, you know, it, it, it gets frustrating. I've, you know, when you, you're playing well and then you start, I don't know if it's a lot of people have that same mistake that I do, but I'll start thinking about stuff. And then when I'm, when I start thinking about stuff, that's when I, over. I'm over for me. And I, I, you know, I, I like to keep looking at the, looking at the clouds, looking at the roads, you know, enjoying the scenery while I'm having fun playing golf. And that, that's really what I'm trying to teach J nine here too, is that, you know, you can, you can have fun, you can get a little frustrated, but you know, still just remember that you're out there to have fun. You're not, you're not going to be, you know, on the LPGA tour anytime soon, but just learn from your mistakes. And I think that's the biggest thing we can do as amateurs. (laughs) What do you mean I won't be on the LPGA tour anytime (laughs) soon? How dare you? I know it's my bad. I wanted to say that, but I thought I'd be nice. You can feel free. This is just as much your podcast as it is mine. But I think it's, you know, when we learn, when we learn from our mistakes, (laughs) You know, we you, you start taking start taking trip. I mean, keep track of how many putts you had in a round. If you want to, if you want to try to get better, keep track of how many drives that you had that didn't make the fairway, and and work on that. You know, and see maybe I should have hit a three wood here instead of driver, or I should have hit a long iron. I'd like to make the scorecard you know? that I actually have something written next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're still a beginner, and we, know. you know, what we do, Nick. I, I told you, we we put Janine like she'll take a couple of shots, and then if she's getting frustrated, I'll bring her up to where I'm hitting my ball. If I have a wedge shot or something like that, I'll give her a wedge yep. shot in to just to get the confidence back, and then she'll drive again on the next hole. And if and if the drive comes out good, she keeps playing it until it gets frustrating, and then I have, oh, I'm yeah. having fun, you know, trying to get her to finish as many holes as we can each round, yeah. and more and more each time. So. Yeah. Uh, score is not really an important thing for you right now. We're no another lesson, right? 
They just look, you look to just get in the flow of the game, finish holes, like Craig said, yeah. you know, get the ball in play, hole a putt, you know, whether it's for five or for seven, you're finishing holes, you know? Yep. That's good. Definitely. Well, how are we it's doing fun. on time? Are we, are we done? We're wrapping it up? Okay. Listen, Nick, I, I'd love to talk to you for the next three hours if we possibly could, but yeah, this <laughs> it's been, it, uh, talking golf is, I can't wait to is, learn from you. Yeah. It's great. And um, actually, before we go really quick, I want to give the, I want to give a shout out to Scott's Roofing Services. We had our quote, the quote of the week, our buddy Payne Stewart, you know, great, great legendary golfer, died. It's been uh, over 20, I think it's 20 years last week. And uh, I have a quote from, from our buddy Payne Stewart. And it's brought to you by Scott's Roofing and Siding. Um, Payne Stewart says, a bad attitude is worse than a bad swing. So I, like I agree with him wholeheartedly. And uh, call our buddies at Scott's Roofing and Siding. They're not in the roofing business. They're in the customer service business. Yep. Great company. Give yep. them a call. And Nick Antonelli, thank you so much. We'll uh, see you in a couple yes, weeks. We'll talk you. about driving. Thanks, We're going to put that. Thanks for having me. That was fun. We'll put all Great. your info on, on uh, our Facebook page. If anybody wants to get in touch with you to take some lessons. And uh, again, highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Ben. Great. Thank you so much, Mary Mac Valley Thanks. Golf Course, Caters. Thank you much. Go visit them and and have a blast over there. Have, give have them a, a great time. Oh, they they're like a ninety five in my book all day long. One of my all time favorites. Talk to you guys soon. We'll all be right. uh, at Pee's Golf Course next week. Talk to you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.